Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Let's rewind back, if you will, please, to 2018 uh, and a story from Blarney Castle. We were actually here uh, on this program on the day the story broke. We were hearing the details um, of a, an unfolding drama, as it were, on the turrets of Blarney Castle. What had happened was that a man from North Carolina had gotten to the top of Blarney Castle and collapsed just as he was about to kiss the Blarney Stone. David Mott collapsed. He was with his wife, Joy. Uh, First responders were there. The ambulance paramedics were in. There was CPR. There was a defibrillator. Um, An airlift was needed because of where it actually happened. The Coast Guard helicopter got involved. They winched him from the top of the castle. It was big drama. And we were covering it here as closely as we could with people on the phone who were watching what was happening. And uh, he was brought by ambulance then to to CUH. He made a full recovery, which is great. He came back a while later in that year to say thank you to people. And now David Mott has put the whole story into a book. The book is called The Gift of Blarney, Life, Death and a Miracle atop a 600-year-old castle. It'll come out in February, I understand, David. The formal launch will be in February. And you want to give the first number of copies signed with a thank you note to the people who came to your aid that day. Uh, Before we start, how are you at the moment? Good morning. How is your health? Oh, my health is great. And uh, I'm enjoying the lovely Irish weather today. Good, (laughs) good. You're here for a little while. It's nice. Yeah, what, what will the weather be like in North Carolina at this time of year? Uh, you don't want to know it. Uh, probably about sixty-nine degrees. Uh, fel- that's uh, Fahrenheit. Yeah, so it's, uh, twenty degrees warm. Celsius. We'd love that. Twenty. Yeah, <laughs> we'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> we'd take so, that happily. Wish I could have brought it with me, but uh, I can't do that. So. I know. David, has it come back to you at all? What happened in the moment before you collapsed? Can you remember any of it? I remember absolutely nothing. The only memory I have of that day is pulling up in the bus, the tour bus. Vague memories of seeing the uh, the, the uh, gift shop, of walking up to the, the the lovely bridge that goes over a stream, uh, and then seeing the, the the stone with the round hole in it outside of the castle. Those are the only memories I have of that day, past that day, on this earth, and uh, it's never come back. And when is the next memory that you have? The well, the next memory I have, obviously, I wasn't in this world. Uh, that, but the earthly memory that I have uh, was the being in the hospital, being uh, gurneyed down the hallway uh, to uh, to have a procedure. 
Okay. You say you weren't in this world. Did you have some kind of experience between the two things you remember? Oh, yes, yes. I, I passed over. I'm very, very vivid, very vividly aware of uh, uh, probably the most real moments I've ever experienced so far in my life. But I passed over and uh, and uh, was being actually held uh for, for lack of a, an easier term, by God. And so that that time frame that I was gone, uh, I was in a wonderful place. And, um, in fact, I didn't want to come back. What do you remember, uh, what do you remember only, of that place, David? What do you remember? Of it? Paint me a picture. Um, a couple of things, because it, it is so hard in human terms to clarify what happened because there are no words for it but a complete and total peace in the presence of god uh an incredible kind of love that i've never ever felt before and i can't wait to feel again and and just a sense of of uh of love a sense of peace and a sense uh that everything was okay and um and and it, it was incredible, absolutely incredible, uh, what I have. And, and I've tried to write it down. I've tried to put it into words, mm. but it is just impossible to put that kind of experience down into words because it's so wonderful. So yeah. obviously, I, I'm, I'm a believer, in, in, I, and I know sure. that after this life, there is a heaven. There is something more. And uh, I'm just so thankful to, to have had that experience now. You said to me there a moment ago, you actually didn't want to go back. So did God tell you it wasn't your time? Was there a conversation that you can remember? Yeah, yeah, it was It was made very clear to me uh, at, at a certain point. And, and again, you can't measure time. Sure. Uh, but it was made very clear to me that I was coming back. And I was very, I tried to make it very clear on my end that that may not have been a good idea, <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to argue with the Almighty. So, uh, yeah, I, I knew I was coming back. I was very aware that I didn't know what, but that something was going on uh, on this earth. And, uh, and, and that's the beautiful thing in my mind is what was happening in Blarney, what was happening with wonderful people and how I convinced that God was orchestrating every step of the way. Yeah, I get so, the sense from uh, me that you believe fervently, David, that in that moment, the people who you needed to be there to bring you back to this side, for want of a better choice of words, that God put them there. Oh, absolutely, no doubt. And if you look at all of the, and the book barely touches on this, there's many, many more things that underlie this. But there were people, there were situations, there were things that happened and, and, and in place right there at that time, at that moment, uh, that could not have been orchestrated by coincidence or any other thing. I'm, I'm totally convinced that God was in control. And uh, and to, to hear the people tell their stories, and that's why we we did this. I just felt that the the people and the wonderful uh, uh, people who who responded and who were part of this, that's what the story's about. And it really is. It has nothing to do with me. Uh, I did absolutely nothing. But these wonderful, dear people uh, gave of themselves, risked their lives, took chances. And as a result, we're having a conversation today in uh, 2023. They would say to you, we're just there in the right place at the right time. We're trained as first responders. We're trained as paramedics. That's what we do. 
but you believe fervently that it was being orchestrated from beyond, that they would be exactly where they needed to be at exactly the right time. Oh, I had no doubt in my mind. And uh, uh, and we were graciously uh, given the opportunity to meet with a lot of these people uh, in Cork on Monday evening. Uh, the Lord Mayor of Cork was gracious enough to bring them all together. And, we, and I, for the first time, I got to meet most of the cast and crew of all of these wonderful people. And I got to talk with them and hug them on the neck and thank them. And uh, to hear their stories, to hear what they told me, I have no doubt. And even they were telling me the other night that, uh, for instance, when they had to sedate me to get me up to the helicopter, um, they, they were explaining about uh, the, the guy who did it. He was just trained on that uh, just days before. And so everything that had to be in place to the T was in place. And uh, it's just I, I'm still amazed, still amazed and indebted mm. to these wonderful people for what they've done. You came back to say thank you a few months later. Why did you then decide? What's the purpose of writing the book? The purpose of writing the book was that as we talk with people, we realize that everyone played their part in this scenario, but no one knew of the other parts. And then I, I just felt this deep need to try and grab all of these pieces of the story and say, what really happened here? Um, all of these people were involved, but it, it, it wasn't combined because what I was seeing was this beautiful tapestry that was woven together where all of these events and people and God himself were, were interacting. And so I just felt the need to get that out. And I'll be real honest with you, before I came back, before I went back into my body, um, the last thing I heard was tell the story. And that's the only reason I'm doing this. Uh, I have no desire. Like I say, I'm not an author, <laughs> never written before, but I knew I had to tell the story. And it's a great honor to be able to do that. And the, 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 the story is about the wonderful, dear people. Mm-hmm. And, and the sacrifice that they made. And, and, and I'm, uh, I'm so thankful. You were here. You were here to help your wife to trace her Irish roots. Do you believe even yeah. that was being orchestrated? Her Irish roots? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> or, uh, but that had to yeah. there for it. You were coming for that. Well, purpose. yeah, yeah, because you know I, I touch on it in the book, but but if you if you look at all the scenarios, and it's not only in our lives, but in all of the people's lives, uh, Jer O'D is uh, is one of the uh, the people who orchestrated the helicopter to to come down and be able to lift me off the castle. And if you look at the events in Jer's life as well, um, and the experiences that he had, I think everybody over time was prepared. Um, uh, Deborah Lynch, who was who works at the Cork University Hospital, uh, two years before the incident, she was tired of watching people being brought in who didn't survive. And she calls up Kate Durant in Cork and in Blarney and says, we need to do something about this. And that's two years before it. And as a result, uh, Blarney and then the castle, uh, uh, Sir Charles, and it was gracious enough to have his people trained. They had defibrillators placed. This mm-hmm. all preceded me by years. And there's just no coincidence in my mind that that was, uh, that was part of the story. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, so. it, it was all part of a, an adventure to get here in the first place. You, you have no Irish roots yourself. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, well, I do now. <laughs> you do now, of course. Uh, my, heart, my heart beats for Ireland, but no, I have no no Irish roots. Uh, my whole claim to fame, believe it or not, when we were coming over here, Joy wanted to sort of explore and because uh, her families came from here. And the only thing I told people, I said, the only thing I want to do when I go to Ireland is kiss the, kiss the Blarney Stone. And that was my humorous uh, uh, anecdote. And little did I know that uh, that, that uh, was where I was headed. Yeah. Why did you decide that's what you wanted to do among all the Irish things that you could do? Why? <laughs> it, it, well, it's you've got to admit it's an intriguing story, right? And in reading up before we had the vacation, uh, just to read of the history of Ireland, which is tremendous, and, and to understand that, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, there's people who travel here from all over the world, and they, they, they climb the castle and they kiss the stone. And it's supposed to give you the gift of gab, right? And uh, and so I just thought that was uh, uh, that was intriguing to me. And uh, uh, so I was just I li- literally joking with people. That was my reason for going. Uh, never having seen the castle before, never having known much about it. Uh, and uh, who would who would un- who would think well, you, uh, when I look back? You sure have the gift, the gift of the gab, David. You, you, you tell your story extraordinarily well. Stay there because, and Fergal, I'm okay with that break. I can hold for it. And one of the people who assisted on that day and was, um, our, our, you, I think you met again the other night, Gerard D, the National Ambulance mm-hmm. Service. Ger, um, lovely to meet, lovely to meet David again. Absolutely, a, a privilege to meet meet David. Um, like I suppose it's not every day that we get to meet somebody you know who we've who we've impacted on so positively and particularly in a cardiac arrest in a 600 year old castle you know um as david said himself it's it's an unlikely place where you'd expect someone to survive you know given the the, the concrete steps and you know the the intricacies of getting somebody out of a castle um but it was a place that you know is dear now to david it, i suppose um you know, we say it takes a system to save a life, and that system worked extremely well on the day for David. Everything that could possibly have went right, mm-hmm. uh, it was apart from the cardiac arrest in the first place, but everything that could possibly have went right to save his life went right. Um, you know, I learned more about it from talking to David myself, in that even the little room that we brought him to where the resuscitation took place, that was normally locked with a gate, but happened to be open. You know, there's a lot of things that, that really lined up on the day, um, you know, for David. And mm-hmm. as I said, somebody was 
certainly looking down on him and, and you know it was it just wasn't his time um, to leave you know and, and knowing now as well that you know he has three sons and two grandsons and you know it, there's, there's a family to think about as well and, and I, you know like for that family to have their father grandfather brother you know back in their lives like it, it's just fantastic for us to know about you know yeah. you say there's no greater gift for an ambulance personnel to meet someone that has you know that, that they have helped to, to, to save and to bring back yeah absolutely I mean as I said it's not something that we get to, the privilege of doing all of the time um, but for, for to meet David and from to come all the way back from the States and to dedicate his book you know The Gift of Blarney um, to the impact on his life is it, just fantastic um, and, and you know like it, the ambulance service we're, we're trained as you said and, and it is our job but unless the basics are being done right prior to us arriving on scene then often the patient doesn't have a great chance of survival but right down to you know the the lady working in, in the castle having done her CPR course two weeks previous starting CPR the, the other tourists doing CPR grabbing the defibrillator activating the emergency services and everything that, that followed on from that. We, we worked out the other night that there was up on almost 50 people involved in various wow. ways David's survival between the different control rooms coordinating helicopters and ambulance and fire um, and all of that. You know, it was just, it's a phenomenal story and I'm just honoured to be part of his story. Okay. David, I'm going to let you go and thank you and the best of uh, continued health, good health to you. And the book is out in February uh, in hard copies that we can actually buy. Thank you, David Mott from North Carolina. Just with one minute there, Ger, before I go to the news, coming into uh, holiday time, Christmas rush, busy few weeks ahead, you'd be advising people just to take it handy. Yeah, we would, PJ. I mean, it's always an extremely busy time for the ambulance service and the hospitals coming up to Christmas. You know, it is, it's flu season. Um, and I think, you know, people can make steps to protect themselves and to stay out of hospitals and stay out of the system and mind themselves at home. You know, like simple things like the flu vaccine um, and just a sensible approach to Christmas in terms of um, enjoying it. I mean, we all have our Christmas nights out, our Christmas parties, but just for people to be that extra bit safe and to, you know, mind themselves during the Christmas period, and it will, you know, take the pressure off the the various services and the hospitals, and it just allows us to ensure that the really sick patients, you know, get the attention they need when we're not dealing with um, with the more minor okay. um, incidents that can occur at Christmas time, you know, and relatively due to the partying and, okay. and well, just hopefully everyone will heed that and take it handy and I'm sure we'll catch up with the various emergency services between now and Christmas in a couple of weeks Ger O'D National Ambulance Service Community Engagement Manager thank you 0818969696 that book <clears throat> will be out in February it's called The Gift of Blarney Knife, Life, Death and a Miracle atop a 600 year old castle Corks 96 FM Where's that dust coming from? 
Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.